Hello friends, God seekers around the world. I am so honored that you have joined us for tonight's broadcast. I am uh, really honored, we're honored, and, and I know that if you don't, you're not familiar with him, you're gonna fall in love with him. My dear friend, Pastor Al Jernovich from Salt Church in Corey, Pennsylvania. We've just finished up this weekend a series of meetings and he's been gracious enough to choose to join us uh, for tonight's broadcast. And I have, um, I've had the privilege over the last uh, 20 years, 18 years plus of traveling the world. And one of my privileges in traveling is that I get to meet the most amazing leaders uh, that maybe they're not known around the world, but they are doing the work of the Lord. And I wanna say that this is the greatest time to be alive. in the purposes of God. Just this week, we're hearing about an outbreak of the Holy Spirit at Asbury College. Uh, A few months ago, I heard about an outbreak of God in my home state of North Carolina at the Gate Church in Charlotte. And so this is the greatest time to be alive. God is pouring out His Spirit, and it will be in an unprecedented way in the United States. And and one of the keys that the Lord has uh, shown me is that God in this season is going to pour out his spirit on the local body, even particularly now remembering this, I didn't say this in our, our previous attempted recording, yeah. in even smaller towns. And so here we are in Corey, Pennsylvania, which is yes. how many people? 6,000 people. 6,000 people. Limits, and then maybe 10,000 include outskirts. In the surrounding region. Yeah. And for 15 years, Salt Church has been established here. It's the largest church in this city, in this region. Why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about your journey in, you, you, just, you planted Salt Church, you so, and your wife. Yeah, so Salt Church is a, it's just a blessing to work here. And I, I just, I tell people all the time that this is not my church. This is the mm. Lord's church. And he's using me to steward this thing right now. But it really helps, I think, uh, any leader, that's any pastor that's at a church, if we just can view this thing, it's, it's just not my puppy. It's that's not beautiful. my baby. I'm not the one that's in control of this thing. Uh, just I just give it to the Lord, and I just ask him, how do you want me to steward this? Mm. And we work together, but it's his church. Mm. It's not mine. It not only does it take away a little bit of that, you know, some of that like undeserved ownership, but it also takes mm. away stress and it's like good. when things go really well, it's because of him. And when things go really bad, I go to him. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, it's not it's not like, oh I did this. No, I didn't do anything. Mm-hmm. And uh all I do is try to listen to hear what he's saying mm. and, and uh just go with what God is doing. And mm. We started out, as, as we were just talking about not too long ago, just a little tiny Bible study in a living room. In your house. In my house. That we were just in. Yeah. Yeah, that we were just in. Yeah. And there were six of us, and two of us were me and my wife. You know? <laughs> so it's like, okay, what are you doing, Lord? And initially, you, you had transitioned out of a church, you were right. leading this church, right? And you're like, "Hey, I need to make a transition out of here." Yeah, so I, you know, I was, by, I've been, I've been a pastor for many, many years. Salt Church is 15 years old now, uh, but I had been a pastor for a number of years before that, 
and I was a youth pastor for three years, and then I got called into a really small church. Um, I guess I could say senior pastor. I was the only pastor right, at yeah. this church. So you're yeah. the senior pastor. Senior pastor. Yeah. And custodian and janitor. <laughs> yeah. And you know offering counter. Yeah. Everything. <laughs> yeah. Everything happens, and and also being bivocational, and that church grew um, fairly quick. I think it was about we doubled the size in less than a year, and but it was very. Um, difficult in that it became two churches in one mm. you had the you had the people that had been there for years and serving there and love the lord and this is the way we do things and then you have you know kind of a flood of younger um, new people coming in hey i want to do it this way i want to do it that way mm-hmm. and so we ended up having really two different churches in under one house and i was really young and and uh not experienced knowing how to handle those different types of problems that mm-hmm. come up and so it was pretty stressful and the lord had you know i i told the church i'm going to take a little bit of time off three yeah. months i want to seek it out i want to see what god's doing and i felt the lord saying you need to just step away from this situation resign resign yeah and and they were they were okay with that you know? <laughs> they're like yeah. okay you can go uh, right, right. It's not that they didn't love me. It's not. I mean, they were good, God-fearing people, um, but it, there was stress involved, and there was things that were just. I don't even. To this day, I have a hard time even knowing exactly. You know, we're growing. We're All the doing dynamics stuff. of it. Yeah. We've got Bible studies. Yeah. We've got you know. Yeah. Okay, you need to go. And they never said that to me. You need to go on. On you know, kind of like in the natural but you could sense it you could sure. feel it um, and I left and then started this Bible study And but that wasn't the first thought you're just like oh maybe there's yeah. some people hungry they want to get to get dig yeah, into the word people came to me why don't you do a Bible study so I did with six people okay, mm-hmm. the first day and you know, really it was just a few months after that we started renting a place to start having services on a Sunday morning and you know my oldest son led worship my <laughs> Uh, one of my daughters, I think, was old enough to sing, maybe back up, who's now actually leading worship here at mm-hmm. the, at, currently as an adult, but they were all kids. I had a ninth grade son who could do a little bit of something for the drums. You play the drums. And I remember my advice. His name's Casey. I said, Casey, just find the beat, stay with it, don't do anything weird. Uh-huh. You know, he ended up becoming a really awesome drummer, uh, but he was in ninth grade. So, I mean, it literally was a family affair uh-huh. for, for a while. And then we, you know, as the Lord grows, the Lord grows. Multiply. And so did you, when you, in your process, okay, I started as a Bible study. There's some people hungry to get into the Word. When you went to Sunday, did you think, okay, this is a church now? <laughs> yeah, uh, no. <laughs> you did? No. I mean, we did. We called ourselves a church. Uh, right. We came up with this name. We call ourselves the Salt Church. Uh-huh. Uh, part of the reason for that was uh, we didn't. We're unique. We're different. We, we don't fit anybody's mold of what a denomination looks like. And uh, for years, our bylaws to this church was: we believe the Bible is the God-inspired, is the God-breathed, is the Word, and that was our that was our governing right bylaws. Was just the Bible. Yeah, you know how, that was your bylaws. Yeah, yeah. How hard is that? Yeah, right. Yeah. Yes, we got to do this. So yeah, no, we. Uh, I think it was about year seven. 
Really? I, year seven? About seven years in, uh-huh. I thought, you know what? I think we're, I think we're a church. Mm-hmm. You know? I just think that's so interesting because it's, I've learned many times, especially in the call of God, you know that you're doing something. And even on the outside, people are like, oh, yeah, he's been pastoring that church seven years. But there's something in our mind that kind of triggers where the the phrase in Scripture that I'm thinking of scripturally is, and David perceived that God had made him king, yet he was king for many years already. And it was like this understanding of authority and identity that David came into. And it sounds like that is somewhat, what I don't want to put words in your mouth, but right. something that you like, oh, we are yeah. a body yeah. and I am the pastor, right. I am leading. And so I think what your story is, is, is very similar to, I think many people's, even if they're not starting a church, that the call of God is often progressive. And it's often in obeying simply what you knew, which you felt like to do a Bible study, that we begin to, even in ourselves, even though we're called to lead something, our identity is developing in the midst of the assignment that God has called us yeah. to. And I think, too, and maybe, maybe in America as a whole, if you're a leader in a church, you're a pastor. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. a good way. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like we don't have the distinct, you know, you're an evangelist. Right. You're a prophet. Right, right. You're an apostle. You're a teacher. You know, if you're a leader in a church, you're, you're a pastor. Uh-huh. And then you're calling or your gifting might be as an evangelist. Right, right. But, but, but if you're leading a church, yeah, yeah. You're, you're still a pastor. You're At least pastor. in pastor name and right. what culturally we know as a pastor. Right. Tell me, because it is something interesting you kind of shared with me. I think it was uh, yesterday where you, in a sense, you go, you finally kind of come to this, un- this first understanding. Oh, well, I'm a church. We are a church. We are a church. Yeah. I'm leading this. This is really nice to going, I want to be a body. Not that, let me just say it like this. Not that it was wrong where you're at, but you kind of got this upgraded vision in your mind as a leader. You're like, I don't want to just lead a group of people who love the Lord, who are being disciples. I actually want to teach them to be a people who bring transformation to the world around us. Not, Not just like, in a sense, oh, this is nice. We have a body. We're all going to heaven one day. Where did that sort of journey come along? Yeah, I think it's it's something about. I'm not even sure how to how to label this or how to put this kind of like how, how to process how that transpired for me. But I, I did. I just didn't really have a vision of expansion and growth, and we're gonna you know we're gonna conquer the world right, versus. Right. Oh, I just love people. Uh-huh. Know, if you come to me, we'll hang out, we'll read some scripture, we'll drink some coffee, and we're going to have a good time. Amen. And if you come to me, advice, I'm going to tell you what the Word yeah, of God says. Yeah, I'll tell you what the Word says yeah. and stuff. And it's kind of like it's very comfortable, it's very easy. But somewhere along the line, the Lord had planted upon me that it's really not about what's going on inside the walls. It's about what's going on outside the walls. Mm. And just expand and grow. And I, and I know we're living in a small community Corey, Pennsylvania, but I have this heart to just reach people, touch people. I, I think like we think of like, um, I think of this region. I call it a region because we have people that attend here, not just from Corey, but sure. from Spartansburg, right, public, yeah. you know, all of the surrounding areas. But 
I want this region to be known as the sanctuary. Mm. This region is the sanctuary. So mm. when people come into the sanctuary, this region, they can sense the presence of the Lord here mm. in this region. If a city can be known for sin, Amen. then why can't a city be known for Jesus? Mm. So people will come and, and they'll, they'll come in and maybe, you know, maybe their marriage is healed just because they're in the presence of the Lord and mm. they don't even necessarily are able to understand what's transpiring. Right. But they just know, hey, this is good. God loves marriage. Let's let's figure this thing out together. Mm. You don't have to be inside Salt Church walls, but just we, we don't have to be inside of any wall, any church. We have to be in the presence of the Lord. Mm. And some somewhere along the line, that shifted on the inside of me mm. that, you know, this isn't uh, a church and I serving in this region. No, this region is a church. Yeah. We yeah. need to reach people. Yeah. How long do you think it's been since you kind of had adopted that mindset or grew into that mindset? Maybe, I know there wasn't maybe one moment, but just that vision. You know, surprisingly, I think it's only been a couple of years. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, like I said, we're 15 years old. I'd like to say that was like year seven. Yeah, we, yeah, uh, yeah. No, I, I don't know if it was just a real slow transition for me mm-hmm. or, or if it, I don't, like you said, I don't think there was a moment, but somewhere along the line, it's almost like you get like your eyes opened up to what God sees. And it's like, I don't really want to just be. Oh, that's so interesting how you're you saying know, that. Yeah. Just like, right. He loved, he, you know, he is about expansion. Sure. He's not willing that anyone should perish, right? Yeah. He wants everyone to come into relationship with him. We are the ones, as his bride, we are the ones that ha- we should have complete satisfaction. Mm-hmm. We should have complete adventure, excitement. We're the ones that wake up in the morning with a plan. We're the ones that wake up with a destiny. We're the ones that wake up Amen. with something that yeah. is going to last for eternity. Yeah. I'm not punching the clock, putting some screws in a wall, and okay, I accomplished. No, I'm literally doing things that we will be able uh, to see the ripples of the effects of that for generations to come. Let me ask you this question too. I just even as you're 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 reflecting on that, uh, and I want to go back to this. So I'm just noting, throwing it out there. That's how I go back to it. One thing that I noted: how did my how did my thinking or my vision expand? Revelation. Second thing that I, I wanted to ask and follow up with you, did this journey of kind of growing into this vision now that you have, and I was here this morning, here last night, and I, that's exactly what I see upon Salt Church, the call for transformation, the call to really, in a sense, um, steward the world, the region, and they live well. Did some of it have to do, because I know even I remember you when you invited me the first time, new relationships that the church began to have and different expressions and different streams that you, you connected with uh, as a leader? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly where you're going, yeah. but uh, there's a couple things that just kind of like some of those dark corners, some of the neurons that haven't been fired for a long time are like <laughs> lighting up in the back of my in the back of my mind. So I did serve at a church prior to coming here uh-huh. and I told you that you know there's some friction you need to go part of that was actually probably really healthy for me to fail because it's like 
I think the Lord had this salt church in mind even before I even started sure. serving there. Yeah. And man, if everything just always went well, there'd be no reason to go. Yeah. I might think I have something to do with this. <laughs> you know? I mean, like, oh, yeah, look yeah. At me. I'm successful. Yeah. No, I failed big time. I fell flat on my face. And one of the things the Lord had me do was to, after Salt Church started, was to contact one of the leaders to this other church and, and bring him over mm. and um, ask him, what did I do wrong? How did I fail? Uh, what were the issues? All this stuff. But uh -huh. he told me, he said, you are not allowed to defend yourself. The Lord told me, do not defend yourself. Hear him out. And it was extremely hard because he was telling me things that I did that I never did. Mm. And I'm just like, in my mind, I'm thinking, what are you talking about? I, I, I never did that. But I just had to take it in. And the Lord and I dealt with that later. Mm. Um, but he didn't need to deal with that with me. Mm. But it was very humbling and it also opens up some, how are people, how are people actually handling you? How are people handling this experience that we call church? Are they experiencing what you think that they're experiencing? Mm. What, is, what is happening? So many people out there have church hurt, what we call church hurt. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd go to church, but you know, they did this hurt to me, this, they yeah. did that, you know, yeah. the famous saying that Mahatma Gandhi said, I, you know, I would have became a Christian if I hadn't met one, mm -hmm. you know, all that stuff that's out there. And, uh, this, this church that I was a part of was a Baptist church. So that's kind of interesting because now I'm at a non-denominational church that somewhat celebrates the giftings of the Holy Spirit and, yeah. and, and what that entails. And that's something that the Baptist church doesn't necessarily acknowledge. Now, when you're in that setting, the previous setting, do you believe in the gifts of the Spirit or no? I did. Oh, you did? Even did. in that setting? And some yeah. other people did too. Okay. I wasn't the only one. Okay. You know, I'm speaking in tongues in a uh, private prayer language. Okay. You okay. Know, very rare did anything kind of you know, pop out. And if it did in a church service, boy, that was going to be that was gonna be some problems. Okay. <laughs> that had to be okay. dealt with. But, oh, but the Holy Spirit was active and moving. And mm -hmm. I think he does even now, he does to every church. But So you, it, this is kind of cool. You see like your journey as a leader, as a senior leader. And I really believe an apostolic leader that even the, that failure, God uses it as your own development, your own training. But then you're, you're here at Saul. You, do you immediately, do you allow the gifts of spirit to operate and things like this? So, okay, so this is very interesting because uh, I've been slain in the spirit. I've, you know, gotten the shakes some mm -hmm. people get. Uh, I've had some really uh, big reactions when the Holy Spirit hits me. Um, but most of the time, you wouldn't know it. Mm -hmm. I'm very, and I feel like that's one of the callings that the Lord has placed upon me is to teach people that operating in the gifts of the Holy Spirit can be very normal. Mm -hmm. It's yeah. just a normal thing. Yeah. It's just what we do. Right. And some people have huge, big uh, reactions, and the conservative type personalities are kind of judging that. Mm -hmm. But then some people that don't really have a reaction, the very flamboyant personalities are judging that. 
Right. And I think part of the thing that I, I love at Salt Church is, hey, you might have a big reaction and you might not have a big reaction. Yeah. We're not going to judge either one. Mm -hmm. We just celebrate what God is doing. And sometimes a miracle could happen and there was not even one goosebump. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. It's not what we're after. Right. We're not after the emotion or we're not after the feelings of stuff, but we are after the things of the Lord. Mm. And I believe that there are words of prophecy. I do believe that there are healings. There are miracles. There are tongues and interpretation of tongues. This is, in the, this is what God desires to do. Because yeah. he wants to break out and bring us from the natural to the supernatural. That's what he desires for mm -hmm. us to do. And he wants us to do it in a way that doesn't bring attention to ourselves, but brings attention to him. Mm. So since the inception, inception then of Salt Church, this has always been in that freedom, in that vein. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. I'm, I'm, I'm probing know. that. That's kind of what I'm probing. Yeah, that. it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. I, I just think that um, as part of the reason why we call ourselves Salt Church is that I believe that every church kind of has its own personality, mm -hmm. just like every person does. And I don't want to say, I really do. I just have a, 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 a desire to, to not say we're like this and to not say we're like that, but to say that we are open to what God is doing. Mm -hmm. And one of the things I, I teach all the time is um, if the Holy Spirit moves upon you and it causes you to get excited, to yell, to speak out a word, to, to whatever it does, that's awesome. But don't do that before the Holy Spirit in a way to try to get the Holy Spirit to move. Mm -hmm. We react to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit doesn't react to us. Mm. Is what I'm trying to promote yeah. in this place. That's your heart. That's my heart. What, have, what has been some challenges for you as a leader of Salt Church? With this heart to connect people with the things of the Lord. This heart to see a, tr a community transform. Not just Corey, but... You're not just having Sunday services or small groups or by. You're actually oh, discipling people who yeah. are bringing transformation to oh, their world. Yeah. So, I think maybe possibly because it's such a small community, uh, reputation was something that we had to fight against. Those are the weird ones. Ah, very yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah, those guys over there. They they uh, they believe in healing. You know, it's interesting to me that there are a lot of churches out there that don't seem to even believe that God heals today. Mm -hmm. Or, he might heal, but only if it's his will. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're over here saying, what do you mean? It is his will. Mm -hmm. That's what he wants to do. Mm -hmm. And so, there's, um, I, I said, I had mentioned that it felt like we became a church in year seven. Last year, the Lord gave me a word for this church year 14, he said, this is the year that I am establishing you. Wow. You're going to be established this year, huh. 2022. And we were. We changed our governmental structure. Huh. Something I didn't know. And at the very end of 2022, in December, I wasn't even thinking this. It wasn't part of the plan. It wasn't something that I thought, oh, this will make it like, this will solidify this word. But we added a sign mm. out front. And someone said, oh, that's pretty appropriate. This is the year that we've been established. And this is the time that you actually put a sign in the front yard of the mm. church. I'm like, oh, 
your story tonight as we kind of land the plane on our program one. We'll be back next week with Pastor Al. It's, it's really beautiful to me because tonight we're talking about your call, your assignment. But the thing that is like resonating inside of me is you've just kind of said yes, humbled yourself to the man, yeah. said yes to the Bible study, yes to this. Then suddenly you're like, oh, we are a church. Yeah. You said yes to this. And within that context, it's not just been like, oh, I, I have a vision now to touch the city. It was this development of understanding. And so what I'm saying to what I believe one of the things the Lord is saying to our audience tonight, those who will listen to this on, on, on replay, is that it wasn't like this master vision you know, Tony Robbins, vision board. He had it. Yeah, yeah. No, yeah which, which, right. which I'm not saying anything wrong with that. But I'm right. saying is sometimes in the journey of purpose, which is a huge thing for believers, for everyone yeah. watching, for leaders, it's simply saying yes to what's in front of you. And as you do that, years down the line, you begin to have even just a small bit of understanding. Okay, this is really what I'm called to do or sense. Right. Or... And none of it is wasted time. And I mentioned this morning, one of the great things I've learned, I wish I could coin the phrase because I love it. It's my friend, uh, Tiaflo Hayashi, who leads a, a, one of the leading ministries in the world, Brazil. But he, he coined this term, I heard him say, what's your next step? Mm. And so for people watching this, and I know people who watch this program, you're hungry, you're pursuing everything in the Lord, but you're like, why am I over here? Why am I at this ministry? Why am I, why am I this, this workplace? Why am I doing this? It's your simple yes, almost like Joseph, that at the end of the day, you, you, will, you will begin to see how God connects all the puzzle pieces. And I believe, I just want to prophesy to you, I believe you're like in this Kairos moment hmm. where God is putting all the puzzle pieces together for you in Salt Churches never before. And, and we are really close. So I just want you to look at that camera, pray for those watching, and just whatever the Lord gives you for those on that journey of purpose. Because many of the people watching this program are leaders and like, oh, what's the next one? What am I doing? And they're trying to figure it out. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's easy. Let's yeah. Shara Baha. So, uh, Father God, I just pray for these leaders, which really, Lord, is all of us. Yep. We're all leading something. And I just pray that, you know, as you, Lord, as you give them the next step, that they would just have peace. That they would not fret. They would not worry. They would not, like, concern themselves over, you know, 17 steps later, what's this going to look like? But just to have that peace to know that you have us. As you carry the burden Thank you, of Lord. any ministry of anything that needs to take place. Yes, Lord, we pray that you would use us, that you would give us your favor, that you would give us like this, these exciting things that you desire for us to have, that this life that we call an adventure, that we would walk in it with you. But at the same time, Lord, we know that your yoke is easy and your burden is light because, Lord, it's your burden. Thank you, Lord. Not ours. So I would just... Pray, Lord, that you would grant anyone watching this just that peace that comes with knowing that even when we're leading, we're actually not. 
we're followed. Thank Let you, Lord. follow you, Lord. We do pray this in your name. Amen. Guys, thanks so much for joining us tonight. We'll be back next week, 6.30 Eastern.